everyone, and welcome or welcome back to Hook of a Book. I'm your host, Ellie Mano, age 14, and for the 160th official episode of Hook of a Book, I'll be reviewing a chilling thriller book that will stay with you and haunt you long after you read the final page. We Were Liars by E. Lockhart. If I had to pick one word to describe We Were Liars, it would be haunting. It's a thriller book, but it's not scary in a traditional way. Instead, there's more of an unsettling feeling throughout the story, like there's a piece of the puzzle that's missing. Then, when you reach the end, the whole story makes so much sense, and it's like you found that piece. I first read this book in sixth grade, and it was the first real thriller I had ever read. I remember thinking it was kind of scary at the time, but I reread it this week, and like I said, I found it more haunting than actually frightening. E. Lockhart's writing style is super unique, and I feel like she did an amazing job developing the voice of the main character, Cadence. This book is a great summertime read, since it's set in the summer, but I enjoyed reading it in February just as much as I would any other time of year. Honestly, rereading this book might have gotten me back into my thriller phase. I kind of forgot how much I love a good mystery. Let me read you a summary of We Were Liars right now. Every summer, Cadence and her mother travel to their family's private island off the coast of Massachusetts. The Sinclair family is wealthy, and every family member lives a life of luxury. Cadence spends her summers with her cousins Johnny and Mirren, as well as Gat, who is a family friend. The four of them are called the Liars by their family. For 14 years, summers are times where the four Liars can hang out with each other, eat good food, play tennis on their private tennis courts, and take the family boat out on the ocean. That is, until the summer Cadence is 15, or Summer 15 as she calls it. The summer is going just fine until disaster strikes and Cadence wakes up alone on the beach, half-drowned and dazed. She has no memory of what caused the accident, but she remembers basically everything else about her life. She is diagnosed with selective amnesia, and she doesn't return to the island for over a year after the accident. However, Cadence convinces her mother to take her back to the island for summer 17. Cadence is excited to see Johnny, Mirren, and Gat again, but she also wants to find out what really caused her accident. She knows she's missing something. Nobody will tell her the truth about the accident, and she has no idea why. Something is different this summer, and Cadence is really unsettled by this. Johnny, Mirren, and Gat are acting different, along with Cadence's aunts and grandfather. They all seem to know something that she doesn't, but they won't give her any hints. They say that they're waiting for her to remember on her own her doctor's orders. Apparently, this is the healthiest for amnesia victims. Cadence is just confused, so she decides to do some digging on her own. Clues and different pieces of the story begin to pop up, but they don't actually make any sense. That is, until one day where the puzzle comes together and Cadence finally realizes what it is she's been missing. Cadence has finally discovered the truth about her accident, and she realizes that everything she knew may be different than it seemed. She should have expected this. After all, the Sinclairs aren't called the Liars for nothing. Guys, when I say I like books with plot twists, this is exactly what I mean. I could have never predicted the twist in We Were Liars, and even rereading it, I was almost as shocked and jarred as I was the first time I read this book. The story is completely seared in my brain, and I think it will be really hard for me to ever forget the emotional roller coaster this book put me through. I was happy, surprised, and I even cried at one part. E. Lockhart definitely knows how to write a thriller. Let me read you a passage from We Were Liars right now. 
Welcome once again to the beautiful Sinclair family. We believe in outdoor exercise. We believe that time heals. We believe, although we will not say so explicitly, in prescription drugs and the cocktail hour. We do not discuss our problems in restaurants. We do not believe in displays of distress. Our upper lips are stiff, and it is possible people are curious about us because we do not show them our hearts. It is possible that we enjoy the way people are curious about us. Here in Burlington, it's just me, Mummy, and the dogs now. We haven't the weight of Granddad in Boston or the impact of the whole family on Beechwood, but I know how people see us nonetheless. Mummy and I are two of a kind, in the big house with the porch at the top of the hill, the willowy mother and the sickly daughter. We are high of cheekbone, broad of shoulder. We smile and show our teeth when we run errands in town. The sickly daughter doesn't talk much. People who know her at school tend to keep away. They didn't know her well before she got sick anyway. She was quiet even then. Now she misses school half the time. When she's there, her pale skin and watery eyes make her look glamorously tragic, like a literary heroine wasting from consumption. Sometimes she falls down at school crying. She frightens the other students. Even the kindest ones are tired of walking her to the nurse's office. Still, she has an aura of mystery that stops her from being teased or singled out for typical high school unpleasantness. Her mother is a Sinclair. Of course, I feel no sense of my own mystery eating a can of chicken soup late at night or lying in the fluorescent light of the school nurse's office. It is hardly glamorous the way Mummy and I quarrel now that Dad is gone. I wake to find her standing in my bedroom doorway, staring. Don't hover. I love you. I'm taking care of you, she says, her hand on her heart. Well, stop it. If I could shut my door on her, I would, but I cannot stand up. Often I find notes lying around that appear to be records of what foods I've eaten on a particular day. Toast and jam, but only half. Apple and popcorn, salad with raisins, chocolate bar, pasta. Hydration, protein, too much ginger ale. It is not glamorous that I can't drive a car. It is not mysterious to be home on a Saturday night reading a novel in a pile of smelly golden retrievers. However, I am not immune to the feeling of being viewed as a mystery, as a Sinclair, as part of a privileged clan of special people, and as part of a magical, important narrative just because I am part of this clan. My mother is not immune to it either. This is who we have been brought up to be. Sinclairs. Sinclairs. I chose to read that passage to you because it takes place when Cadence is recovering from the accident from summer 15, before she really starts questioning what happened to her and what events she can't remember. Something about the way E. Lockhart writes is so chilling to me. I can't really put it into words, but I really felt just as confused as Cadence was when she was searching for answers. I wanted to know what happened, and I was rooting for her throughout the entire book. If you're thinking about reading We Were Liars, here are some things you need to know before reading this book. Okay, so in We Were Liars, there is some profanity, as well as some romantic references and minor violence. This is a fantastic thriller book for readers just getting into the genre. I'd recommend it for ages 12 and up. Now, it's time for my weekly reading update. Okay, so this week I finished The Gilded Cage, which is the second book in the Prison Healer series. I can't wait to read the third book, The Blood Trader. I also finished A Court of Thorns and Roses, and y'all, I get the hype. I get the hype. Sarah J. Mass is my queen. I will read anything that woman writes. Right now, I'm reading The Naturals by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. I just started this thriller, and I'm loving it so far. 
I'm also almost finished with A Study in Drowning, which is a dark academia fantasy that I am really enjoying. Thank you so much for listening to Hook of a Book this week. If you have a book you want me to review on the show, you can email me at hookofabookpodcast.gmail.com or leave your request in a comment on Spotify. You can also send in a voice message that might be featured on a future episode. The links are in the episode description. To stay up to date with all things Hook of a Book related, you can check out Hook of a Book's Instagram. Sometimes additional book recommendations that aren't on the show will be featured there. The link is in the podcast description. Have a great week, you guys, and keep on reading. Ellie out. Thank you.